0: Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. This is the Lord's Gym. We are your spiritual fitness trainers. His pain is your gain. Uh, Today is the Feast of St. Francis of Rome. Pray for us. And in the month of March, this is the month of where we honor St. Joseph, especially under the title, I love it, St. Joseph, Terror of Demons. (laughs) Amen. Yeah, and boy oh boy do we need him right about now. Terry,
1: are you on duty? I'm reporting for duty, sir, and I just love to say Jesse that I am the Lebanese lover of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Lebanese lover of our Lady and I know you're also a lover of our Lady and our blessed and our blessed Lord. Jess, today's going to be very interesting because Archbishop Vigano is going to give us his take on what's going on in the Ukraine with the war with Russia. And he's going to bring some things up that I think are very fascinating because we don't really have a good grasp of what actually is happening. We don't know who to trust. What When you hear about things, is it true? So that's going to be a fascinating uh, topic for us. Also, we have Michael Vorce coming in with our strength and honor segment, the last segment on Wednesdays. And that's going to give us opportunities to pray and make reparation for the craziness in the church. And Bishop Sheen has a special guest today. We'll get to him. But before we get to all of that, Jess, uh, let's get some soul food in us, brother. Absolutely. Today's Holy Gospel Mm -hmm.
0: is Luke chapter 11, verses 29 to 32. And even the first reading is powerful today, though.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jonah
0: and Nineveh. Maybe we'll touch (laughs)
1: that. You know what, Jesse? You know what, Jesse? There's nothing higher right now on the scriptures. I'm going to make a judgment right now. Do both of them? I'm serious because yeah. the word of God is, you know. Yeah, because one plays in. In, one plays into the other. It does. It ties right into it. Go yeah. for it, brother. Jonah verse chapter three today. verse one through ten.
0: The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Yep. Set out for the great city of Nineveh and announced to it the message that I will tell you. So Jonah made ready and went to Nineveh, according to the, according to the Lord's bidding. Now Nineveh was an enormously large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began his journey through the city and had gone but a single day's walk, announcing, Forty days more and Nineveh shall be destroyed. When the people of Nineveh believed, they proclaimed a fast, and all of them, great and small, put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, laid aside his robe, covered himself with a sackcloth and sat in the ashes then he had this proclaimed throughout nineveh by decree of the king and his nobles neither man nor beast neither cattle nor sheep shall taste anything they shall not eat nor shall they drink water man and beast shall be covered with sackcloth and will call and call loudly to god every man shall turn from his evil way and from the violence he has he has in, in hand who knows God may relent and forgive and withhold His blazing wrath so that we will not perish. When God saw by their actions how they turned from their evil way, He repented of the evil He had threatened to do to them. He did not carry it out, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Old Testament, we have Jonah, minor prophet. He's told by God to preach to a wicked city, a wicked people, Nineveh, which is in Assyria. They were Old Testament terrorists. He was reluctant, but he listened to God, and he preached for 40 days. You see that, that, that number 40, that's in Hebrew, that's Ganeo means a generation. Mm-hmm. Forty is uh, the number of a generation. So God does, does a lot of transformation and metanoia within 40 days. And obviously, the Ninevites, they listened to the preaching of Jonah, and they ended up repenting, and God withheld his punishment upon Jonah. Now we go to today's gospel because there's a complete Mm tie-in. Luke chapter 11, verse 29 to 32. While still more people gathered in the crowd, Jesus said to them, This generation is an evil generation. My comment, they're just like uh, the Ninevites in Assyria. Back to the scriptures. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. because at the preaching of Jonah, they repented, and there is something greater than Jonah here. The gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, Lord
0: Jesus Christ. So we see in today's readings, the first reading in today's gospel, that both Jonah and Solomon, both of them minister to the Gentiles. And we also see that the former, uh, you know, the, the Assyrians of Nineveh, Uh, Jonah ministered to them, and Solomon ministered to the queen of Sheba. So both of these figures of the Old Testament, Jonah and Solomon, together they prefigure Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Why? Both of these men, Jonah and Solomon, particularly had a mission to local peoples to to bring them to. The, the, the good news of God, mm-hmm. of, of Yahweh. But Jesus, his gospel, is not just to a nation. It's to all the nations, according to the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19.
1: Well said, and it applies to us right now in this evil age that we're in. Jesse, I want to bring the smartest guy <laughs> in. in. Full, full Sheena ahead. He has a special guest. His name is Bishop Joseph Strickland, our very own Bishop Strickland. Mm. And we, as you know, we have a show of his every Tuesday after the Terry and Jesse show. And here's what Bishop Strickland had to say today. He said, Let us enter this Lent in the spirit of repentance, reparation, atonement for our own personal sins and the sins of the world. This is the part I thought was profound. He said, The corruption in the world, and he might add, in the church, is overwhelming. Well, yeah, we're going to get to that in the last segment. It's overwhelming. But Bishop Strickland says, We can sometimes feel par- paralyzed. No, no, he says, Don't be paralyzed. Let us be one soul seeking atonement and rejoicing in the Lord. Now, Jesse, that statement by Bishop Strickland reminds me of the Fatima message about atonement at the angel taught the kids to make reparation for sacrilegious. And that's what we're doing now in our culture. We have to make that. Here's the prayer that the angel said. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly. I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, in reparation for the outrages, sacrilegious, and indifferences which he has offended, and through the infinite merits of his most sacred heart and of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I beg conversion for poor sinners, Jess, that was prayer was given in 1916. Okay, this is 2022. The sacrilegious that you and I have seen in our own lifetime at the altar. Hmm. What what's our response? Not to be disillusioned by it. Make reparation. Say the Fatima prayer. That's the message I got. And then the pardon prayer. You know that old pardon prayer from Fatima? It says, my God, I believe, I adore, I trust, I love thee. I beg pardon for all those who do not believe, do not adore, do not trust, and do not love thee. These are the, these are the responses we have to have in addition to calling our church leadership accountable. But we also have to lift up the spiritual side for atonement, reparation, and... And expiation, because that's what all of us can do when we're just lay people, when we see these sacrileges that are going on. Yes, call your bishop. Fine. But make reparation right on the spot. That's my take, Jess.
0: Yeah, Terry, absolutely. And uh, as Catholics, we're called, again, just to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice to God. What does that mean? That means prayer and penance. You got it, partner. Your, 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 Your body... Your, your soul is, is supposed to become a, a holocaust yep. to God, you know, a, a, a burnt offering to God. As Venerable Fulton Sheen says, <laughs> I'd rather uh, burn out than rust ru- out. Rust, ru- yeah, 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 burn out than rust out. That's exactly.
1: Right. Yeah. That's what we're called to do. Literally, that's in Romans chapter I, 12, so verse tr- 1 and 2. Hey, Jesse, I think of you, whenever I hear that quote of <laughs> Fulton Sheen, you getting on trains and planes yeah. and, you know, airports and doing all that, the guy's burning himself out. But you know what? I, I when when he does when I I'm probably going to last longer than him cuz he's working a lot harder than I am. <laughs> but when I when I hear that Jesse expired, I am going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually Jess, I'll say I'm, you know 30 masses offered for I guarantee Amen, you that brother. brother. But you, what I am going to say is I'm going to lift up my hand and say we give thee thanks, Almighty, <laughs> all merciful and all loving God, that you've given Jesse Romero an opportunity to share the gospel to millions. Hey, Amen. What you're doing, brother?
0: Yeah, I'm, I try to. I probably talked—I don't know, fifty to hundred thousand people a year. I yeah. Just, I was in Illinois for four days, and then I just went to Denver, <laughs> Colorado, color for two days, and I just got home uh, about two hours ago and get got got ready for the radio show. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and you know what? Through God's grace, Jesse, that's the work of, of Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We're trying to help people. Our our, um, our ministry is to help people get to heaven. That's what we do. And yeah. just, just a quick note, when we come back, we're going to talk about Archbishop Vigano and his take on the war. But I want to remind people that on the 7th of May, talk about building families. You've got to build marriages because the way the family goes is the way the culture goes. That's we're going right. to have a marriage seminar all day long. Dr. Sandoval will be there. Mary Danielle, my wife, will be there. I'll be there. We're going to be using Scripture, the Catechism. And Archbishop, or excuse me, Cardinal Seurat's new book, Couples Awaken Your Love. Mm. So if you're you're married, if you're unmarried, you should come. Because what we're going to do is help you fall deep in love with your spouse in a way that you probably hadn't thought of. And the way to register is go to vmpr.org or call us at 877-526-2151. I'd love to be able to say Archbishop Vigano will be with us when we come back. But his content <laughs> will be here on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family, for more inspirational material.
2: Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse.
0: I, I'm certainly no prophet, and I'm not the son of a prophet. I'm, I'm just like a juror. I just look. I take yeah. in evidence, and I use a lot of whole lot of common sense, and yep. a lot of, and, and also asking the Lord to give me understanding. What's going on in Ukraine is something that has all of us perplexed. Uh, again, none of us has direct revelation from God, but I will tell you this, Terry. Yep. There, there are a few voices that I do trust on Earth, yep. a, a, in terms of somebody who's tapping into the what, as Saint Paul calls the mind of Christ. One of those voices is Archbishop Viganò. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because he has all the traits of a prophet. What do I mean by that? A prophet, first of all, has has a position of authority within his people. Archbishop Viganò has a p- position of authority. He's a successor of the apostles, so he's not just like some lay person that says, "Hey, God speaks to me. God speaks to me," and and puts on a goes on, uh, on YouTube and puts on a, a podcast and tells people, hey, listen to me because God speaks to me. Archbishop Vigano actually has a position of authority, so he should be taken serious, number one. Number two, he's, uh, he's a man in exile, much like John the Baptist, much like Jeremiah and other prophets, and uh, an Terry, persecuted by the establishment, much like the Old and New Testament prophets. And so that's why when he speaks, also v- Venerable Fulton, she says, if you want to listen to somebody who's credible, listen to somebody who's suffering or being persecuted. That's right. Well, that's this man right yep. here. Big time. LifeSite News put out a 10,000 word article. Obviously, we're, not gonna, we're just going to go through some of the salient points that I think are worth mentioning. The article's called Archbishop Vigano. He says, globalists have fomented war in Ukraine to establish the tyranny of the newer
1: order. That that statement right there says that's that's the take he has on it. Yep. Yeah, that
0: the whole art the ten thousand yep. words, yep. that's the take. Yeah. And he said it here in this this one paragraph, he says, if we look at what's happening in Ukraine without being misled by the gross falsifications of the mainstream media, we realize yep. that respect for each other's rights has been completely ignored. Indeed we have the impression that the Biden administration, NATO And the European Union deliberately want to maintain a situation of obvious imbalance. Yes. Precisely to make possible any attempt at a peaceful resolution of the Ukrainian crisis. Provoking the Russian Federation to trigger a conflict. Herein lies the seriousness of the problem. This is the trap set for both Russia and Ukraine using both of them to enable the globalist elite to carry out its criminal plan. That paragraph, Perry, yeah, that's it. sums up yeah. his 10,000-word essay, my my comment on that. Yeah, What he's saying yeah. is that Russia and Ukraine are simply pawns in a chessboard yes. being used by the globalists to start World War III. Now, remember, these globalists are the same people that gave us the COVID-19 cult, masks,
1: Lockdowns, jabs, they're the same people behind this war, Terry. And to support his statement, Jesse, I'm using common sense. You and I talked off the air about my take on this and saying that, hey, um, why aren't we negotiating some kind of peace settlement with this right now by saying, okay, Russia, I mean, we got Biden in a corner. Excuse me, we got Putin in a corner. It's not going well for him. Uh, The guy might be crazy enough to do some nuclear warheads, You know, limited nuclear warheads. He's willing to do that. He said it. And why can't we say, okay, look, you don't want the Ukraine to become part of NATO. We can agree on that. Oh, you want a little bit of peace here? In other words, open up a dialogue, because right now everything I hear, Jesse, is no. Anything you want, we say no. And so it's almost like this paragraph is true. We're pushing them into this war, let them duke it out. Let them you know, do whatever they're going to do because this is supporting the narrative of the globalists. So I happen to make it say I agree with that, Jesse, because I see it in front of me.
0: Archbishop Vigano, I would consider our modern-day prophets, he, he he talks about the people pulling the strings. Here they are. He says, this oligarchy, that, that means a few billionaires that yeah. run everything. That's what oligarchy That's means. That's right. This oligarchy shows its tentacles in the UN, NATO, the World Economic Forum, the European Union and in philanthropic institutions such as George Soros Open Society and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. All these entities are private and answer to no one but themselves. And at the same time they have the power to influence national governments including their own representatives who are made to be elected or appointed to key posts. So these are the players, Terry. This is the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain, the people that he just named. Yeah,
1: and Jesse, he gives some information regarding NATO that I thought was a really good article. He said, first of all, it's necessary to remember the facts, which do not lie. Hmm, what's he implying? And are not susceptible to altercation. Uh, Now, and the facts, however... Uh, irritating they are to recall to those who try to censor them tell us that here it comes since the fall of the Berlin Wall the United States has extended its sphere and political and military influence to almost all the satellite states there's 15 of them the states of the former Soviet Union even recently annexing into NATO Poland Czechoslovakia Hungary Estonia Latvia Lithuania Slovakia all these are in, all these here, It gives you the dates and the times, that North Atlantic Treaty Organization is preparing to expand to Ukraine, Georgia, Bosnia, all these, Serbia, all these ones. Practically speaking, the Russian Federation is under military threat. I agree with them, and I'm an American. Yeah. From the weapons and missiles base just a few kilometers from its borders. While it has no military base in similar proximity to the United States, I would add, Jesse, could we could we go along with Russia putting missiles in Cuba back in 1962? We said no, get them out. See, so I'm trying to look at it from their perspective also. Yeah. I think he's doing that, Jesse.
0: Yeah, that one sentence he says to be considering the possible expansion of NATO into yeah. Ukraine. Without thinking, that, without thinking that it will oh, yeah. arouse Russia's of legitimate protest is nothing short of puzzling. It, yeah, Terry, it would be like if Russia, yeah. here's an analogy, is trying to put uh, bases and missile bases in Canada and Mexico. Yes,
1: right
0: next what door. W- what would we say?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's looking at it from Putin's eyes. F- uh, Archbishop Vigano says, the Pentagon's virological this laboratories in Ukraine. Yeah. Listen to this. Yeah, this is important. Still on the subject of American interest in Ukraine, it is worth mentioning the virological laboratories located in Ukraine, which are under the control of the Pentagon. What? I didn't know that, Jesse. I didn't either. Until I read this. And where it seems that only U.S. specialists with diplomatic immunity are employed directly under the, the American Ministry of Defense. Oh, my gosh. Vigano says, It is understandable that the Russian Federation considered not without reason that these laboratories could constitute an additional bacteriological threat to the safety of the Russian population. He also mentions, Terry, this is the big one.
1: Yeah, I'm hitting this.
0: Biden's conflict of interest in Ukraine. Oh, big time. Archbishop Vigano exposes something that most people don't know. He says this. Another issue we tend not to analyze in depth Is that related to Burisma, an oil and gas company operating on the Ukrainian market since 2002? During the American presidency of Barack Obama from 2009 to 2017, his right-hand man, Joe Biden, (laughs) with a delegation to handle international politics, again, was Joe Biden. And it is is since then that the protection offered by Democrat U.S. leader was given to Ukrainian nationalists a line that created the irreconcilable disagreement between Kiev and Moscow. It was Joe Biden in those years who carried out the policy of bringing Ukraine closer to NATO. Wow. He wanted to take away political and economic power from Russia. In recent years, Joe Biden's name has also been associated with a scandal over Ukraine that had also shaken his candidacy. It was April 2014 When Burisma Holdings, the largest energy company in Ukraine, active in both gas and oil, hired Hunter Biden as a consultant with a salary of $50,000 a month. Unbelievable. All transparent, except that during those months, Joe Biden continued the American policy aimed at regaining possession by Ukraine of those areas of the Donbass that have now become republics recognized by Russia. The Donetsk area is believed to be rich in, in unexplored gas fields that have been targeted by Burisma Holdings, an international policy intertwined with the economic one that made the American media turn up their noses in those years. Joe Biden himself, during a meeting at the Rockefeller Council for Foreign Relations, admitted to having intervened on then-President Petro Poroshenko and Prime Minister Arsenij Yatsenuk to prevent investigations into a son hunter by Procurator General Victor Shokin. Joe Biden had threatened to withhold a billion-dollar loan guarantee in the United States during a December 2015 trip to Kyiv, Ukraine. And uh, Joe Biden said, quote, if the Procurator General Shokin is not fired, you, Ukraine, will not have the money. Close quote. And guess what? The prosecutor was effectively fired, saving Hunter Biden from further scandal. So Joe Biden's interference in Kyiv's politics, Kiev is the capital of
1: Ukraine. Yeah, his hands are dirty.
0: In exchange for favors to, to Burisma and corrupt oligarchs, yep. confirms the current U.S. president's interest in protecting his family and image, fueling disorder in Ukraine and even a war. So how can a person who uses his role to take care of his own interest and cover up the crimes of his family members, govern honestly and without being subject to blackmail. Terry, my comment is oh my this is why the U.S. is involved right now, because the Bidens are indebted to Ukraine financially.
1: And I'll guarantee it right now, Jesse, I've said this. It didn't say it in the article. If President Trump was president, we wouldn't be in this mess. That's a fact.
0: Because he doesn't owe people anything. He's a self-made Exactly.
1: Nuclear. And think about it. For this century, in 22 years, what administration kept us out of war? The Trump administration. Thank you. That's yeah. just a fact. You, I'm not, we've,
0: been, yeah. we've been in war under every president since Carter. Yep. Every president. This is the first president that kept us out. I mean, uh, uh, Trump was the first president yeah. that kept us out of war.
1: Continue, Jess, the Ukrainian nuclear question. because this
0: Yes, is it says... Ukraine's nuclear power plants are operated, rebuilt by the state-owned enterprise NAEK, Energo, Energo Atom. Ukraine completely ended its relationship with Russian companies between 2018 and 2021. Its main partners are companies that can be traced back to the U.S. government. It's easy to understand how the Russian Federation considers the possibility of Ukraine acquiring nuclear weapons
1: as a threat. Jesse, can you see what he's pointing out? Things that nobody talks about. Archbishop Vigano is exposing the facts about the Ukraine and Russia and why we're at war. This is very, uh, very uncomfortable to have to talk about it. But you know what? It's the truth. When we come back, we'll continue on this topic of the war in the Ukraine. Stay with us,
2: family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse.
1: Before we go back to Archbishop Vigano's uh, letter, Jesse, I just want to have people have a good-to-know file that when he talks about the U.N. in a very negative way, he's got good reason to do that. Look what the U.N. just did. They're banning pro-life groups from attending a conference on the status of women. Anybody who's got a pro-life position, you're not welcome here. The, the, uh, the UN has done such horrible things when it comes to a morality that Archbishop know knows spot on with that. And I want to remind everybody, we have our strength and honor segment with Michael Voris the next segment. Jess, let's delve back into Archbishop Vigil's letter. In the
0: next uh, paragraph, Archbishop Vigano, he shows us that George Soros, by his own admission, has incredible influence on the Ukrainian government. Vigano writes this. In 2013, after the government of President Viktor Yanukovych decided to suspend the association agreement between Ukraine and the European Union and to forge closer economic relations with Russia, a series of protest demonstrations, which lasted several months and culminated in the revolution that overthrew Yanukovych and led to the installation of a new government, huh. it was an operation sponsored by drumroll please. And here it comes George Soros. Surprise. As he candidly told CNN, quote, I have had a foundation in Ukraine since before it became independent of Russia. This foundation has always been in business and has played a decisive role in today's events. Wow. Read right between the lines, wow, Terry. Wow, I read
1: that, yeah. He
0: got President Viktor Yanukovych thrown out, yep. and he got uh, this uh, this new guy, uh, Zelensky, installed. Uh, uh, Vigina writes, It is dismayed to see with what hypocrisy the European Union and the United States, Brussels, and Washington are giving their unconditional to support to President Zelensky, by the way, this is the the Soros, uh, you know, the Soros uh, candidate. His influence, yeah. man. Yeah, his influence. Yeah, whose government, for eight years now, has continued to persecute Russian-speaking Ukrainians with impunity, for whom it is even forbidden to speak in their own language. Wow! And it is scandalous that they are silent about the use of civilians, R- Russian civilians, as human shields. ...by the Ukrainian army, which places anti-aircraft positions inside population centers, hospitals, schools, and kindergartens... ...precisely so that their destruction can cause deaths among the population. The mainstream media is careful not to show images of Russian soldiers helping civilians reach safe positions... ...and or organizing humanitarian corridors, which Ukrainian militias fire upon...
1: Now, Vigano talks about just, pre- just to President Zelensky. Before we do that, this is a completely different narrative that we hear in the general media. Is that a fair statement? Completely. <laughs> I mean, it's, not, it's like, what? This is all like, are you kidding me?
0: Oh, oh trust me, we're going to get nasty emails, Terry. Oh, I know we this. are. Is yeah. But we're, we're yeah. just
1: pointing out that Vigano yeah. has studied this issue. Here's his take. Think about it, people. Make your own decisions. But, man, he's making me rethink this whole thing, Jess.
0: Well, Terry, he's, he's, he's writing like a police report. He's writing things that are facts. He's not like speculating no. or giving my opinion. No. He's writing historical facts right. that have happened. And so that this is what we call connecting the dots in police work. Got it. So President Zelensky Vigano writes, the election of Ukrainian President Zelensky corresponds to a comic actor or entertainment personality being loaned to politics. Zelensky's performances in drag, yes, he's actually done some drag uh, performances on YouTube, are perfectly consistent with the LGBTQ ideology that is considered by its European sponsors as an indispensable requirement of the reform agenda that every country ought to embrace, along with gender equality, Abortion and the green economy. So this guy's all in with the globalist. Yep. Vigano writes, no wonder Zelensky, a member of the world, the WEF, that's the World, Educa- world uh, Economic Forum, yeah. was able to benefit from, from the support of Schwab, Klaus Schwab, another one, mm-hmm. and his yeah, the chief globalist mm-hmm. and his allies to come to power and ensure that the Great Reset would also be carried out in Ukraine. Then, Vigna writes, there was a 57-part television series that Zelensky produced. That's where he done done, performed some things in drag. And he started, demonstrates that the media planned his candidacy for president of Ukraine and his election campaign.
1: Unbelievable, Jesse.
0: The current Ukrainian president yep. promoted his election campaign with a commercial that was disturbing. I watched it last night, mm-hmm. to say the least in which uh, Zelensky was holding two machine guns and he, he fired on members of parliament about 100 people uh, he pointed, and he pointed them out that they were corrupt and, or that they were subservient to Russia. So he did a music video of shooting 100 people with two machine guns. Wow. Uh, it, when That's I watched just, it, I said, I never what saw ki- that. What kind of a nut yeah. running for president would do something like that? The fight against corruption, Vigano writes, trumpeted by the Ukrainian president in the role of, the role of servant of the people. Huh. Uh, some other person has used that same title, too. Yeah, really. Does, uh, servant of the people, it does not correspond, Vigano says. However, to the picture that emerges of him from the so-called Pandora Papers, in which $40 million appear to have been paid to Zelensky... Follow the money. Uh, on the eve of the elections, wow. by the Jewish billionaire Kolomoysky through offshore accounts. Uh, and again, Zelensky himself has admitted to having as his inspiration the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau. Doesn't
1: that say it all, Jess? Unbelievable. On February
0: 4th, to writes that the Ukrainian President Zelensky. Shut down seven television stations, including ZIK, Newsom, and 112 Ukraine, all guilty of not supporting his government. So, vegan writes, so as we can see, yeah. what Putin is accused, is accused of it. was actually carried out by you know Zelensky is, is... and more recently by the European Union. With the complicity of social media platforms. No free speech, huh? Uh, Shutting down television broadcasters is one of the most extreme forms of restriction of the freedom of the press. Nations have an obligation to ensure effective pluralism of information. It is clear that the presidential veto is not at all in line with international standards on freedom of speech. Then Vigano talks about something I didn't know about, that there's there's these neo-Nazi movements in Ukraine. Vigano writes, Neo-Nazi movements engaged in military and paramilitary actions operate freely in Ukraine, often with the official support of public institutions. Never heard that before. It should be remembered that the government has given explicit support to these extremist organizations, both by sending... The presidential guard to the funerals of these representatives. It kind of reminds me, Terry, of the alliance that we have between the Democrat Party and Black Lives Matter and Antifa and Occupy yeah, Wall it, that's Street. That's a fair statement. It's, a, it's, it's the same nexus. That's right, that's it's the right. same things going
1: on over there. Yes, let's talk a little bit about the Ukrainian war and the plans of uh, talk about it, no, Terry. You, you you're doing a great job. I love your commentary. And okay, those. keep keep it up. Vigano writes that.
0: About the, the the Ukrainian war and the plans of the new world order. Mm-hmm. The censorship being imposed against Russian broadcasters is clearly aimed at preventing the official narrative from being disproven by the facts. Right. It is evident that the Ukrainian people, beyond the issues that diplomacy can resolve, are victims of the same global coup d'etat being carried out by supra- National powers that intend not peace between the nations, but rather the establishment of the tyranny of the new world order. Wow. So they got to keep us fighting. They got to keep us divided. This is this is Marxism, division of races, division of people, economic classes, fight, fight, divide, divide. Just a few days ago. This is important. This statement right here says it all. Go ahead, yes. Ukrainian parliamentarian yep. Kira Rudik told Fox News yeah. while holding a, an interview, said, quote, we know that we're not only fighting for Ukraine, but also for the new world order. My mouth can,
1: dropped, Jesse. When you I can
0: watch that. the video on Fox News. Yeah. This is exactly what this Ukrainian parliamentarian said. We're not only fighting for Ukraine. We're fighting for the new world order. Terry, that's Jesse.
1: Yes, respect for law and standards. (laughs) The intervention in the Ukraine by NATO, the United States, the European Union, does not appear to have any uh, legitimacy. Ukraine is not a member of NATO, and as such, it should not benefit from the assistance of an entity whose purpose is the defense of its member nations. The same thing can be said of the European Union, which, are you ready for this, folks, which just a few days ago, Invited Zelensky to join it. In the meantime, Ukraine has received. Are you ready? Two point five billion dollars from the United States since two thousand fourteen, and another four hundred million in two thousand twenty one alone. Plus the funds for the total of four point six billion dollars. Jesse, this wow. is incredible. See, this is not being told to the in in the no. mainstream media.
0: No, Terry, the Russian-Ukrainian conflict is a very dangerous trap. And
1: why is it? Go ahead. Tell us.
0: It's been set up against Ukraine, Russia, and the nations of Europe. Yep. Uh, Again, Terry, this has been set up. This is Vigano's thesis. It's been set up by the globalists. Okay? These are the same people that gave us the COVID-19, the Great Reset. These are the same people that are the depopulation control moguls. Uh, Ukraine is the latest victim of accomplished executioners. The Russian-Ukrainian crisis did not suddenly erupt a month ago. It has been prepared and fomented for a long time, certainly beginning with a 2014 coup that was desired by the American deep state in an anti-Russian key. But if the brainwashing carried out by the mainstream media and Western nations has succeeded in conveying a completely distorted narrative of reality, the same cannot be said for Ukraine, where the population is well aware of the corruption of the political class in power as well as, as of its remoteness from the real problems of the re- Ukrainian nation. Catholics, pray your rosaries every day. Catholics,
1: do the first five Saturdays. Right. Catholics, live in a state of grace. Yep. Hey, when we come back, Michael on the strength and honor segment, talk about making reparation. Yes, we need it because it's not only in the state, it's in the church. Corruption. but we'll talk about that when we come back stay with us family
2: welcome back to the terry and jesse show to join the conversation call 888-526-2151 now here's terry and jesse
0: welcome to the terry and jesse show this is our uh our church militant segment, we got Michael Voris, who has no opinion about anything. <laughs> Michael is a quiet, uh, you know, just a, a little wallflower. He has no opinion about any, anything. Yeah, right. Michael, welcome to the Terry and Jesse show, my friend. What's going on with fake Catholic Joe Biden?
3: Thank you, guys. You no opinion whatsoever. No. Uh, well, he's used the opportunity, of course, of uh, International Women's Day, as the uh, uh, launching pad to be able to say the following thing, quote, a whole of government effort, he's gonna launch, a whole of government effort to protect reproductive rights, to advance dignity, equality, and limitless possibilities for all, proving yet again that the fuel in the tank of American politics is abortion uh you know fake catholic once look we've done this a zillion times you know there no bishop is ever going to say anything about him they may say oh that's not a nice thing knight's position to hold but they're going to let the sacrilegious holy communions go on he gets you know accosted essentially by the press saying how are you catholic and you know in favor of abortion he goes i'm going to discuss a theological issue with you so uh you know look this this crime it is moral crime needs to stop from the top and that means bishops having to step in and do this, we all know this, they will not enforce Canon 915. I went up to uh, Bishop Boyer, uh, who's the Bishop of Lansing, used to be the auxiliary Bishop here in Detroit a number of years ago. I went up to him at our, uh, when we were in Baltimore for the uh, Bishop's Enough is Enough rally. Mm-hmm. Saw him in the hotel, said, hi hey, Bishop, how are you? And uh, said, hey, how are you guys skating by in Canon 915? He said, well, there's a bunch of different ways you can interpret that, there's a hundred different ways. I said must not be admitted. That, that's that's. There's not a big, you know, lot of room there for negotiation on what that term means. And, uh, but I think importantly here, you know, you're starting to hear more and more as we get close to the end of June, which is the end of the U.S. Supreme Court's spring term here. Uh, It's a little more than three months away, and as we get closer and closer to the end of that, that's when everybody's anticipating the Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Center case is supposed to be handed down. And again, abortion is the fuel in the tank uh, of American politics. It has been since 1973. And as you watch this unfold and the Democrats position themselves in the case of Biden and you know, them wanting to pass the Reproductive, Reproductive Rights Act in Congress that stalled in the uh, Senate. Um, you know, you're, well, all of this is going to spill over into the midterms. Is it going to spill over? Depending on what the Supreme Court does, is it going to strike down Roe v. Wade? I suppose you could probably say most of the smart money is that it will not out and out strike it down. It will leave it sort of on the books, but it will largely gut it. In either case, the media is going to say, oh, this is why you have to vote for Democrats. And it might prove to be a good diversionary point in some of these close races, these kind of nip and tuck races between Republicans and Democrats, and might tip over to give the Democrats a little bit of a lead, because, you know, the media is going to be just pounding on this nonstop. Uh, But this is what Biden's doing right now. He's sort of or the people who control him are rolling out this strategy right now with regard to abortion.
1: Michael, just to add one more thought, and not only in our country, but the UN is banning pro-life groups from attending conferences on the status of women because of that very issue. So we have to stop it in the butt. And right now, Church Militant, Virgin Most Powerful, lots of good organizations are standing up and saying, we need to stand up for the unborn, and I appreciate you doing what you're doing. This is the uh, news uh, that you do every day, 4 o'clock our time, 7 o'clock, yeah. Then uh, in the East Coast, and people are going to get more of this every single day. And Michael, what else is hitting the? Let, news let me today? jump
0: in, Terry. Mention something. Let me just piggyback up. Absolutely. With yeah. Yes,
1: Jeff.
0: I, I, I would just say that uh, it doesn't. You don't have to be a prophet to to make a connection and and uh, and, and connect the dots. That the reason we ha- we have wars. Yeah. And Our Lady of Fatima told sin us is, is, is because of because of sin. Right. The punishment of sin until we stop the killing of babies in the united states we're going to continue having wars and we're going to continue having uh horrible leaders political leaders and even spiritual leaders until we stop offending god because what we're doing is spitting in god's face by killing innocent babies that's my take
1: well well said jesse yeah
3: yeah Yeah, i mean i i believe if, if the number i saw uh, since 1973, across the world, yes, uh, there's been over a billion—that's with a B—a yeah. billion abortions. That's just beyond fathoming, <laughs> and you know, yeah, it, the fact that we've had mostly peace in those years, except for you know things here and there, we're not like another world war already. Is I mean, I. Uh, that's uh, it, that that it alone is astounding if, if if war, as our lady said at Fatima, is punishment for sin. Well, I mean, can you think of a more egregious sin than, you know, oh, uh, yeah. on the natural level of slaughtering a billion children? Well, said. It's, it's, uh. yeah, this
0: this makes uh, what uh, King Herod did in the in the holy innocence. It makes it look like child's play. Yeah. Michael, tell us about uh, nearly 70 percent of Americans. uh what do they believe about uh, unelected Joe Biden?
3: <laughs> they think he's nuts. <laughs> ah, I'm with them. <laughs> They're finally coming along to say what we've been saying. Yeah. We were saying this back in the 2020 campaign. Yeah. Uh, remorse. yeah it's ac- interesting if you look into the numbers, 70% say that he's, it's almost 70%, it's yeah. close enough, uh, say he's unfit to be able to serve right. uh, his office. But when you go into the numbers, 34% of that 70%, 34% believe very strongly outright believe he's unable, excuse me, to actually be president and do the office, and another third doubt that it is the case. When you flip on the other side, less than a quarter respond that he's definitely mentally fit. So think about this now, and you guys were just talking about it in your last segment, Ukraine and Russia, and you know, of course the, you know, the the Chinese sort of poised across the water there to go to Taiwan. Uh, Only a quarter, less than a quarter of Americans believe he's mentally fit. Well, what is that? What is the rest of the world thinking when they're seeing that? I mean, they have eyes and they have spies all over the place. They're seeing these numbers just like we are, just like you guys are, just like every media outlet in the country is. And they're going, hmm, you know, you go back to the the Chinese, for example, with the same way Russia is saying, you know, Ukraine is ours. It's always been ours. We're just going to go get it back. Why didn't they do this under Trump? And the same thing that, as we know, the communists in Beijing have said, "Oh, Taiwan belongs to us. That's us. That's us." They haven't done anything yet, well, firm yet, but there sure are some drums starting to pound quietly over there. So uh, you can't have anything other than very strong leadership on the world stage, especially when you have the bodies you have in some of these capitals all over the all over the world uh, who will. They'll see the slightest little chink in the armor and they'll move in. So, uh, uh, you know, so many Americans think Biden's just, you know, eats, you know, Gerber's uh, and, you know, gets fed. And as depends on you, just, this is not this is not how you portray a strong leader.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. What's your what's your final uh, topic for tonight's m- news?
3: A little disturbing here that uh, the Canadian Parliament mm-hmm. has allowed, they didn't pass, a le- pass legislation, but they have allowed the Canadian Bankers Association to uh, essentially freeze uh, people who donated to the convoy. Horrible. Freeze their accounts. There's another 250 accounts uh, that the police didn't say, hey, these people are individuals, these are the, we need to freeze they just went in and did it themselves, Canadian Bankers Association. So, uh, And the thing is, they're frozen for life. Wow. So, I, I'm sorry, they're flagged, my, my, my mistake. They're flagged for life, meaning they can just go in and look and see, hmm, what is this guy who gave money to the Freedom Convoy? What's he doing now? Is he sending money here? Is he sending money there? What's he do-? I mean, you, you're like snooping around under your mattress. Yeah, horrible. Uh, you know, that, but this is the condition of the world right now. And you look at this and it's just this more and more combination. Because I think, you know, Americans are pretty much accepting of the idea that the government and, you know, giant tech and big pharma and, you know, social media and media outlets and everything. They have come to believe that this is all just one giant force with different departments in it, uh, monitoring their lives. But you move on, you move out of this to other parts of the world. It really is a new world order. And when you see that sort of thing happening in other countries, you know, it's, uh, you know, what's the little man supposed to do here, really? How are, you to, how are you supposed to cope with this sort of thing when you're being monitored? You know, in uh, Sweden, they have little chip... And they stick it in your this part of your hand right here where your thumb and your forefinger meet down at the base. And that has all sorts of information. You just put it, you know, put it up to like a scanning machine, and they're like, oh, okay, you can go in. And it was originally the Vaxport thing, but you can put any information you want on a chip once you've got it in somebody and do whatever you want with it. So yeah, uh, you know, uh, scary times, scary <laughs> times. And of course, you hear no objection to any of this from any Catholic bishop anywhere. And in some cases you actually have them applauding this sort of thing. So uh uh it's wish I had cheerier news, but you know well, we don't make the news, we just report it.
1: And yeah, and Michael, folks can go to churchmilitant dot com to watch all the news and not only the news, they have lots of other resources there. And I would ma- I would recommend that people go there every single night to get their news and turn off, you know, the Uh, the news that you've been watching and that's been making you upset and go right straight to church militant and get the news right there. That would be my
3: take on it. Absolutely. That'd be my take too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, you work for, I don't get paid to do say that, Michael, you, I am saying (laughs) that objectively that people need to know these things so that again, we can, we talked about the Fatima prayer from the angel about reparation for sacrilegious. We need to be doing that. Not only talking to the bishops and doing what you're doing at Church Militant, but reparation, little grandma can do it, the kids can do it. We all can be part of the solution through our prayers and sacrifices, and I think that's something that, especially during Lent right now, is a special time, and we talked about Bishop Strickland saying that we need to make these reparation prayers for not only the the problems in the state, but also in the church, and I agree with uh, Bishop Strickland that that needs to be done. So, Michael? Sure. Uh, any final thoughts? Yeah, well, let me be- just tell. Hey,
0: Michael, congratulations on your new format. You got uh, the f- the Fantastic Four there right there, <laughs> and then you're you're kind of like the ringleader. That that's a, a a good format. You guys are putting out a good product. Very entertaining, uh, easy on the eye. Good,
3: good, good job, brother. Good job. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I'll, I'll I'll use that term tonight, and I'll, I'll attribute the quote to you, the Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four? They're easy on the eye. Yep, got it. Thanks again, Michael. So four. I heard. Church Militant,
1: don't forget. Tune in every night. Church Militant News. Jesse Romero, what state should we be living in, brother?
0: Let's live in the state of grace. Don't live in the state of mortal sin. Pray hope and don't worry. Worry is useless. God is merciful. and will hear our prayer. Pray your rosary
1: every day. Go to Mass as often as possible. Read your Bible every day. Be holy or die trying. And remember Our Lady said, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Please, get involved in this spiritual war right now with your prayers and your sacrifices. May God richly bless you and your family. Up next, Matt Arnold.